Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal or financial product advice. Hey everyone, welcome to My Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James. There was some chatter in the Facebook group about the cost of financial advice, whether you need an advisor or not. So what I've put together is a little three-part series, uh, really short. Uh, this first episode today, I speak with somebody who has recently engaged a financial advisor, and then the other two episodes that I'll put up uh, will be me interviewing a a couple of different financial advisors and I'm asking a series of questions just to have the discussion just to understand what a financial advisor does how they can help and by all means you can jump on to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help if you are after an introduction to a financial advisor that you can trust or if you are after an introduction to a mortgage broker who you can trust All the professionals on my trusted panel have been vetted and you won't be disappointed with the the level of service and the style of service. For this episode Courtney did mention the financial advisor she used. However, I just wanted to mute out their name uh, because it's really not about the individual advisor, it's just more about the concepts and her uh, story when she engaged a financial advisor. So, hopefully this helps you and I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye. Courtney, thank you so much for having a chat with me today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your situation? So, I currently work full-time um in like medium government affairs um for the Queensland government. Um so I graduated uni a couple of years ago and and got a full-time gig um which has been pretty good. Um and i guess money wise, I realized now being an actual adult adult, I needed a bit more than an excel spreadsheet to get me organized and put my a foot up my ass to oh can i swear yeah you can do what you want <laughs> um yeah i guess like, you're, you're speaking on behalf of yourself and the queensland government so you can do what you want <laughs> <laughs> um, well yeah i just need to like get my butt moving so that was that before you got professional financial advice what was your impression of the whole advice world So I suppose I was pretty lucky. I had um a friend in the industry already, so I kind of had a little bit of exposure um to what goes on. But I guess in my mind originally, I thought financial advice was just kind of a tick and flick. Mm-hmm. Um and that, you know, you would go in and ask for an investment and they tell you what to do and then that was it. See yeah. you later. Yeah. Done and dusted. Yeah, and what led you to want to seek your own financial advice? So I guess having a full-time salary um you know that's a lot more money coming in than when you're part-time and you've only got a few bills to pay. So now being an actual adult I realized I needed a bit more structure and if I was going to you know start up an investment portfolio and save for a house 
I would kind of need some professional advice to steer me in the right way because there's only so much that I guess Googling and reading can do. Yeah, totally. And how did you go about finding a financial advisor? Well, shameless plug, um, I went through the Sort Your Money Out website and just filled out the little survey. Ah. And yes, yes, I was a recommended um, with... So yeah, and okay. So this is uh, an interesting point. So, uh, who has helped a lot of listeners of my millennial money, based out of Sydney, but basically only does remote uh, work. How was the experience for you dealing with an advisor who wasn't face to face in the same room? Was it a big thing, or just like whatever? It's all good. What was your experience there? I suppose it was kind of more convenient. At the time, I was doing shift work, so doing like remote video calls and stuff like that was way more easy to fit into my schedule. So, I guess it was good and it it didn't feel like there was any distance. You know, you get the same questions, the same answers, the the same experience really. And what was the process like for you? Um, Of getting the advice in general? Yeah. Yeah. So, I found it like, I guess, super in-depth. We initially had like a little 15-minute catch up um, after he was recommended to me through the your sort the money sort your money out website. Um, and we just kind of like had a chat about what I do, what he does, and see if it would work. Um, and that led us to our like initial consultation, I suppose, um, which went for I think maybe an hour and we just went through like everything I want to do with my money, everything I want to do in my career, all of those kind of goals that I had in mind. Mm. Um, I mean we didn't even touch on like a plan initially. It was just what I wanted to do, my ideas, getting it all down on paper and and going from there. Yeah, wow. And do you feel like the advisor wanted to know about you and your own goals or was it this, oh, I feel like I'm just here to get ripped off and be taken advantage of? Like what was the fear <laughs> when you um, first started talking with the advisor? So, absolutely, it was it was gold-based. Um, so, I never at any stage thought I was being taken advantage of because it all kind of circled back to me mm. in the most um, modest way possible. It, I was the center of the universe for those, <laughs> those consultations. Um, so, you know, everything linked back to a goal that I'd mentioned at first. And, you know, if if those goals had changed in the, the weeks between our meetings, um, you know, we just readjust and, and have a chat about what that looked like. So I guess I never, I never questioned it. Mm. Um, yeah, I just totally thought like this, this is my goal and this is like his advice and help on how I can get there. So it felt super personalized and I loved it. Yeah. And what type of advice did you actually get with, uh, working with the advisor? So, um, and we looked at how I could best save for a house in um, like five to seven years. So, that's through investment and also through just regular old savings. So, what that looked like from my salary and how I could budget that in, um, ways to tweak what I was spending already um, to achieve that goal and then also set up another investment portfolio um, as kind of like my rainy day fund. Sure. Um, so that's like a long-term investment that'll just be for me setting my future up. Um, cause that's a really big thing that I've got in mind. Like mm. I'm mm. 23, I'm already earning like a really good salary. So mm. I better be making the most of it because as last year and already this year has proven it can go sideways so quickly. So you've just got to do your best totally. to make the most of it. 
Um, I don't want everyone to know your salary, but can you tell us, um, I'll make a number up, is it over $75,000? Yes. Okay, cool. So, yeah, <laughs> earning good money uh, for your mm. age, so you really wanted to be intentional and dial in. Now, a question yeah. that I've got for you, like the advisor set up some investment accounts and I'd imagine you're just contributing to them. Did you feel it was more important to kind of outsource that type of thing as opposed to worrying and trying to do all the research yourself and um, because there's a million investment apps out there and there's a million mm-hmm. Instagram accounts with people who invest and all that stuff. Uh, what was the, I guess, the thought process with getting financial advice professionally tailored to your situation as opposed to the DIY? I guess if I had previously tried Raise and I don't know, just because it wasn't really tailored to me, I thought it would never really like nothing would come of it. And I guess I always had that in my mindset that unless something was specifically thought out for me and was tailored to my situation, I just didn't think I could be doing the best I could. Mm, mm. Like, I mean, I can listen to a million podcasts and do heaps of Googling and do it myself, but there would always be that thing in the back of my mind that's like, is this just a waste of time? Like, have I I done something wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not being a professional and not really knowing what I'm doing. So getting that help, it kind of puts it into perspective whereas like oh they know what they're doing and they can help me out and I don't have to do the stressing and do you think there's less of a chance of you having uh like a bit of a brain shock and wanting to quickly jump in and grab a thousand dollars to blow on something that you you know that was kind of last minute um where if it's set up with somebody else there's that extra barrier of no I need to leave that in there Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. When I got my investment plan, there were all these projections like each year and as like what my savings should look like, what the investments potentially could look like. And that's a constant motivator. It's always that like little milestone that mm. you could or should be reaching. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was just something to like always have in the back of my mind to stop me from buying an extra pair of leggings or mm. three mm. pairs of shoes. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did you have an initial amount that you started with in terms of an investment capital? Um, we kind of discussed based on how much I'd had saved and what I'd put away as like an emergency savings account, what I would have left and what we could invest with. Yeah. So, um, for my like long-term savings, um, we had an amount that I'd put down as an initial capital of just of a thousand dollars and then gradually, um, adding to that every month. Um, and for like my house deposit savings, I'm still working towards the initial, I guess, capital going into that of 10,000. Yes. Um, so that'll be a few months down the line. Yeah. I'll be giving the call and we'll be getting that cracking. So nice. Very nice. Now, what did you pay, um, for advice? So in total, um, my advice cost, I think $3,000 off memory. Yes. Um, and that was in total. And that'll include setting up my next investment when I have that next capital Mm. ready to go. Now, do you have, uh, an ongoing service arrangement? Do you pay a monthly fee or is it just set up once off and then swing back around and review over time? What's the ongoing relationship look like? So there are a few options that I had when I finished um, doing all the the meetings and we set up that plan. Um, one of them was to do like a really in-depth, like they would get my bank statements, everything like that to really keep me on track. Um, and then another one was just, I guess, um, monthly reviews or, or quarterly reviews, whatever that looked like. Um, I'm really trying to do it on my own 
But if by the end of the year I am struggling, I will definitely go on to that kind of like monthly, quarterly check-in and have that regular um, meet, like touch base yeah. kind of situation. Um, and that was like a monthly fee or yep. um, at the moment, if I do need help or I need anything reviewed, I can just touch base and then it's a one-off cost that they'll just invoice me depending on what I want or what I need, how in depth, that mm. kind of thing. And do you find that there was any pressure to be signed up to an ongoing thing where they own your soul every month or what was the vibe like in terms of uh, that type of pressure? Uh, the ball was totally in my court. Yeah. There was no pressure whatsoever. I, I definitely felt like I was comfortable to make that decision to not have the ongoing relationship unless mm. I change my mind down the track. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know for a fact that having those projections would keep me on track and if by some incident it doesn't and then I've got no problems reaching out and being like please help me <laughs> yeah now did you um discuss insurances with the advisor I absolutely did mm. um it's something I'm still looking into I guess I'm scared to make that final leap into adulthood where you do get insurance and everybody mm. shames me for that mm. I know he told me that I needed to do some more research and then touch base with him so it's still something I'm thinking about. Um, it was definitely an option. Yeah. I could have some fun with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not like, I don't shame anyone. It's just like, I just want you to own the logic. So it's like, do you oh have- Oh my gosh, I've listened to the logic so many times. Yeah. I hear it from my friend constantly. I know I need to get my butt moving on it, mm. but- what, so, what's the biggest thing you think that if you are paying, say, $100 a month for income protection, for example, um, that you're officially not uh, a young person anymore? Is that the mental Absolutely. block? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like I'm digging my early grave. Well, but- why don't you move back home <laughs> with your parents then? Oh, my gosh. Because That by- would be an early grave. Yeah, but by definition, <laughs> you're paying rent in a shared house. Like adults do that. I could absolutely just go in loops. There is no logical reason why I'm yeah. putting this off. Yeah. But look, I'll do it. You know what? I'll yeah. change my mind. Yeah, I'm I'll going to done. after this phone call because I've got uh, the advisor to um, introduce you to me. I'm going to reply and say, get the insurance happening. Uh, anyway, no, it's not. Oh, a, it's, it's not about that. But at least it was discussed <laughs> and considered. It was. I am definitely considering. I will be pulled out of my rabbit hole. Awesome. Soon. Was your impression of financial advice after you've been through this process? Uh, did it exceed the expectations? Did it meet the expectations? Was it underwhelming? Was it worth it? What are your vibes in relation to that? Oh. I now have so much more appreciation for the amount of questions that they ask and how in-depth it really goes. And it, the fact that it was so goal-based and specific to me, mm. it really just goes to show how personalized it is. It's not just that tick and flick that I had in my mind. There's not just like one investment package that they hand out to everyone at the door. So, um, yeah, totally worth like, having that peace of mind and knowing that it's it's my plan, it's for me and my future. And yeah, and 100%. I, yeah. And I guess like $3,000, that's a big chunk of money, but because you were intentional, um, you know, you could turn around over the next three years and use that plan that you've paid for with heaps and heaps of money, right? So, mm-hmm. it's kind of, um, 
in terms of the plans you've got to invest for the future, it's certainly a very low once-off cost, right? Oh, absolutely. In the scheme of things, like the the fact that you pay $3,000 now and set yourself up for way down the track, it it just makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's cool. What would you tell anyone who is thinking about um, getting financial advice? Just absolutely just do it. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Just yeah. just do it. Or at go least on the have the chat. And, yeah. yeah. Well, like it's easy enough to go on your website and get recommended someone and have a little 15-minute chat. And if you decide, you know, that's not what I want, mm. you don't have to do anything with it. But, yeah. you know, at least it's like a step in the right direction. And do you feel like, you know, I, I put that website together because, you know, there's a lot of advisors out there that do not align with my vibe, for example. And Mm. I want, when you are talking with uh, one of the advisors on the recommended um, advice panel, that they kind of are the same, I don't know, they they see the world the same way as I kind of talk about it on the podcast. Like, yeah, was that a fair assumption that that person got what you were about? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the podcast is a big mood. So, Mm. Mm. I was expecting nothing less and absolutely delivered. Yeah, because (laughs) like the last thing I would want would be to refer someone um, who's just a complete cockhead and wants to (laughs) um, just – and that's why, to be honest, like I actually kind of put you on the spot asking you about if you felt ripped off um, or pressured into the ongoing stuff because Mm – if you said, oh, there was a little bit of pressure there, um, I probably would review that relationship because <laughs> I just want people to have an open discussion and at least see what's possible. And if you don't want to commit to stuff, well, you don't have to. But, mm. um, yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely no pressure whatsoever. And my LinkedIn bio is absolutely going to read not a big cockhead from now on. So, yes. thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're so welcome. <laughs> Is that PC to say in 2021? I look, it's it's 2021. It's eight days in. We're already in the shit. All bets are off. Exactly. America's about to invade itself because it's been taken over. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for the chat, and yeah, I value you being part of the M3 community. And no dramas anytime. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289.